0: God said that your children are going to be saved, I don't care what drug has gripped its hand over them, I don't care what vice of this world is holding them,
1: the blood is greater than the vice, and if God said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you and your house shall be saved, then I fully expect to come back to this house and see you worshiping and praising God with your children standing right next to you. You either pull down strongholds, or they pull you down. You either cast down imaginations of the enemy, or they cast you down. You either bring every thought captive obedient to the word, or those thoughts will bring you captive obedient to darkness. So the weapons that we have are not carnal, but they are mighty. I got news for you. We're coming into a move of the spirit that the half has not yet been told. We have been so complacent to think that we've been there, seen that and done it. Our eyes haven't seen it yet. Our ears haven't heard it yet. Neither have entered into our hearts. But I got a word for you. The camels are coming. The light has come. The Gentiles are coming. The sons are coming. The daughters are coming. They're coming. They're gathering. And our hearts are going to swell with joy. We're going to open overflow with the radiance of the glory of God it's not gonna be like it was it's gonna be greater than anything the earth has ever seen
2: Hallelujah. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Only Believe. Everybody happy this morning. Woo! Woo! Amen. Everybody out there in the lobby, come on in. Right. We're going to give a quick update on uh, Pastor Dosek because that's where everybody is, their mind is. So we thought we'd go ahead and get that out of the way so <laughs> we can get to worship and Mother's Day and all that great stuff. Amen? Yes. Amen. And notice we're happy. Huh? We're smiling. And we're standing up here on stage. <laughs> Sorry. And say it something. <laughs> Come on, amen. Uh,
3: today's Woo! a great day for Only Believe. I want to remind you that it was founded 41 years ago today. today.
2: Mother's Day. Yes. Woo.
3: The church is guaranteed a future that's going to live on throughout generations. Yes. And something we need to be reminded of that God doesn't start anything. Anything. Without finishing it and making it better than it was before. That's right. He builds generation upon generation upon generation. And I want to encourage you that your fight for your pastor has been amazing.
2: Yes. And we are proud. Yes, we are. Praise the Lord. So the update is this Uh, As of last night, Lincoln or Quentin stayed at the hospital last night and he was wide awake. Um, He was not supposed to be awake. As usual, this is the third time he's woke up unexpected. And so the nurse came in, Peter, you're not supposed to be awake. i got to put you back to sleep. Love you. bye bye, bye. Good night. <laughs> you know, and two just, minutes later. He's, he's gone. Stopped. So that's what's happening. So we already know what we've been praying. You've seen the updates on the Only Believe page. Um, the inflammation in his lungs are going down. They, it is leaving. Hallelujah. And we brought Praise a picture God. to prove it. And the other night I was there spending the night at my turn 11am to 6p or 11pm to 6am at 5am they came in and they did an x-ray they did a first ex- they did the x-ray and so i saw the x-ray and i said oh, whoa what is that good and she said well just a second i'll get the first x-ray And she said wow that's really good we have the x-ray picture you can see it up there that's the x-ray from 2 days ago at 5am all that black is really really good yes really really good the first x-ray it looked like Mount Everest in December. Correct. So, all of our fighting, all of our praying, all of our faith, all of our roaring, yeah, that's, that's our results right there. Come on, Amen. hallelujah.
3: I could never be more proud to be a part, and people think, oh, you're, you're here today. Alexis is actually with pastor. Right now. Um, but not because we have to be there, but because we want to be there. But I said this morning, as people were telling me, you don't have to be here, Pastor Nicole. You can just stay at the hospital. And I said, you don't understand. I need my church. Church. I need to be with my people who are fighting with me. This is a community of believers. And I'm going to tell you, pastor, when he wakes up, will be so proud to know what his church and what his family members and what his community has done for him. He has poured faith into us for 41 years today. And now we give it back to him. And I'm telling you, Your faith is making a difference in his life. And one of these Sundays, I don't know when, but what I know is until then, you will receive a good, a sure word. There is leadership not lacking in this church, but until he shows up on this stage. And preaches to you, it will be a day of celebration. Hallelujah. Will it ever? It
2: will. I don't expect no teaching that day. I don't either. (laughs) Probably healing, miracles,
3: signs and wonders. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Ashley, get ready. We'll be singing all the old Uh, stuff. Yeah, the old
2: stuff. It is well. (laughs) You know, all that. Now listen, his blood count also has raised. For two days it was only at 1.3, which that means nothing to me. But it went from three, 1.3 to 3.3, which, again, was another miracle. 3.8. At 3.8. And it's even rose even now, correct? So there's so many things behind the scenes, guys, that we would love to tell you about. And maybe one of these days we will. Dreams and different things that have happened and, and just God saying it's going to be okay through all these things. But we don't want to go through that now. We just want you to know that it's working. Your prayers are working. And we can't give an inch. Don't say, oh, hallelujah, I can set back. No, no, no. Keep no. on fasting. Keep on praying. Keep on believing and yes. keep on fighting. Thank you. Because the devil's a liar and he ain't going to quit, Amen. but he's already lost. Amen. He's already lost. Yeah. Amen.
3: A million little miracles. Oh, hallelujah. Miracle so, by miracle. So that's
2: the update. He's doing good. Tomorrow, I do believe they're going to try to take him completely off, correct? We'll see. And then try to get We're him some breathing God some move. more and yeah. everything else. So just keep on praying, keep on believing. And uh, we're going we're gonna to have another update probably tomorrow that will be better than today. We will. Yes. So
3: let's talk about Mother's Day today. For the last month, the miracle in the Bible that's been on my heart was Elisha with the pouring of the oil from the woman in her home. When she came to Elisha, her children were going to be taken as slaves because she didn't have enough money to buy the debt that they were in because her husband had passed away. And Elisha looked at this mother and said, what do you have in your house? And she said, but a bottle of oil, just a jar. He said, get it and have your sons go collect all the jars that they can collect. And she began to pour the oil into the jars that had been collected from neighbors. I'm not sure how many blocks they went to collect these jars. And as she began to pour, the oil never ran out. Here's what it will remind us today. As mothers in this house today, often we question our ability. We question whether we have what it takes to do in our children's lives what God's commissioned us to do. Maybe if I had been, maybe if I had done, maybe if I would have said something different, things would have turned out different. Here's what I remind you. What's in you, what's inside your house, whatever it is, is enough to raise what God gave you and to take care of them. God gave the provision to that woman that would pour out, that would pay off her children's debt, that they would never, ever be in debt again because they sold the oil. The provision of the Lord was enough. He knew before he gave you the children what it would take inside of you that needed to be done. You are enough. Stand to your feet this morning. We're going to sing, there's joy in the house of the Lord. But I ask you today, the joy that is in your house, maybe it's a word of encouragement. Maybe it's that you have one word from the Lord and it's all you have. Begin to give it to him and pour it out and watch him multiply that which is in your life. That's who God is. We serve a God that multiplies that which you and I have. So mamas, fathers in the house today, everyone present, begin to offer up what you have. Believe me, it's enough.
2: And you do that by faith. That miracle would never have happened if she hadn't stepped out in faith and
4: collected
2: collected what she needed to do. So sometimes we may not see it, but we walk by faith and not by sight, and the miracle will take place. Love you, babe.
1: God, who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, He holds the victory. Yeah. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Quiet we shout out your praise oh, oh, oh we shout out your praise We sing to the God who heals We sing to the God who saves We sing to the God who always makes a way because he hung upon that cross. And He rose up from that grave My God, still the stones away There's joy in the house of the Lord There's joy in the house of the Lord today And we won't be quiet We shout out Your praise There's joy in the house of the Lord Our God is surely in this place We won't be quiet We were the beggars, now we're royalty. We were the prisoners, now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the
4: Lord seek praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house
1: of the Lord today.
4: We won't be quiet. We shout out
1: your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is sure in this place. We won't be quiet. We
4: shout out your
1: praise. There's joy in the
4: house of the Lord.
1: There's joy in the house of the Lord today. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. Because we were the beggars. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. Now we're on and free. We We are are forgiven, forgiven,
4: accepted,
1: redeemed by by his grace. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. Oh, we shout out your praise.
5: Come down, Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound. When you fill the room, you're here,
4: and I know you are moving. I'm here, and I know you would feel
5: me. So come down, Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound. When you fill the room, you're here.
6: stories that have proved your faithfulness And I see miracles my mind can comprehend Cause there is beauty in what I can understand Jesus it's in you Jesus it's in you This I believe the wonder underworking you're the wonder-working God, all the miracles I've seen, too good to not believe. You're the wonder-working God, and you heal because you love all the miracles I've seen, too good to not Just the mention of your name can
4: raise the dead. So all the glory to the only one who can. Jesus. I've seen cancer disappear. I've seen metal plates dissolve. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen a real life resurrection and I've seen mental health restored. Don't you tell? Come on, church! Don't you you tell? Don't you tell me he can't do it Don't you tell me he can't do it I see troubled souls delivered. I see that it's finally free Don't you tell me he can't do it Don't you tell me he can't do it Cause I see cancer disappear I see mental places on Don't you tell me he can't do it do you tell me he can't do it? Cause I see the real life resurrection. I see mental health restored. Don't you tell me? I see Too good to not believe yeah. You walk yeah. the world through night yeah. And you yeah. heal because you love all of me After everything I've seen, too good to not believe. Oh yes, oh Jesus, oh, too good to not believe. don't you tell me he can't do it don't you tell me he can't do it i've seen a real life resurrection i've seen mental health restored don't you tell me come on let's sing this out don't you tell me, oh yes I i've seen families reunited i've seen prodigals returned don't you tell Troubled souls from heaven I see that find free don't you tell me he can't do it don't you tell me he can't do it it will be sin he
5: This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Oh, this is how I fight my battles.
4: This is how I fight my battles. Oh, this is how I fight my. This is how I find my battles This is how I find my battles This is how I find my battles This is how I fight-
7: morning, church family. Happy Mother's Day to all of you out there. Hold on a minute. So, in honor of Mother's Day, I decided to bring my oldest, who is almost four, if I can hardly believe it, um, to help me with the offering this morning. So, naturally, I... What are you doing? Naturally, I was asking him this questions this morning and we were talking about, you know, where does food come from? Couldn't get him to say the store or the kitchen. He was just pointing to his belly. Um, But to my surprise, I said, John, who makes sure we have everything we need? Uh, Jesus. That's exactly right. Now, he didn't point to his father or I, who make sure you have everything you need. There was no hesitation in him, it was Jesus. So, man, I wish I had the faith of a child. But I just wanted to remind you this morning, church, that Jesus does make sure we have everything we need. And in order to do that, all he asks for us is just a little bit of faith Just a little bit of faith, and that is shown through our tithing. So we give God just a little bit of money back, and that's okay, huh? Yeah. So we give God 10% of what we earn, which he gave us anyway, so that he can provide for us abundantly beyond all we could ask or imagine. So I would encourage you today... To if you are not a tither, to consider becoming a tither. Because just like this one's never missed a meal. He makes sure that we have everything that we need. And if you have it on your heart to give an offering this morning, I encourage you to do that too. Because being generous is who God is. And we want to be like him, right? All right, so we are going to pray over this offering and then we can go sit down. Do you want to help me? Okay. Say Jesus. Jesus. Bless this offering. Bless this offering. Thank you for all you do for us. Thank you for you do for us. All you do for us.
6: All you do for us.
7: We love you.
0: We love you.
7: In Jesus' name, Amen. Jesus'
0: name, Amen.
5: Good morning. Good morning. I want to, if you are in the building and you have not gotten a ticket yet, if you are a mother, spiritual mother, grandmother, trying to have kids, what, any ladies that want a ticket for this drawing, if you need one, lift up your hand. Ushers, help me out. They're going to hand out some tickets to you uh, while we watch this next video.
7: Wait to hold the babies we couldn't carry and the women who ache for a dream that
5: sometimes feels unseen
3: we're the north stars who guide our children home and welcome them back into the fold no matter how far they might have gone we are the ones who love this life even on the days we don't like it motherhood is harder and holier and better than we ever
5: thought. Some days you want to quit. Most days you can't imagine your life being anything else. But becoming a mother changes everything. everything. And here's the truth that we all need to be reminded of today. God chose
3: you. God chose you in this time for your children he called you he anointed you he entrusted you
7: he trusts you god knew exactly what he was doing when he
3: gave you your children
7: he knew the long nights and the short years he knew the long nights and the short years he knew the pain and the incredible joy and he knew that there was no better mom for the job than you today
3: today we celebrate you today we honor you because
7: you carry one of the hardest
4: and fullest callings
7: You are a mother. You are a mother. You are a mother. You are a mother.
5: So true. You are a mother. We are so thankful for Mother's Day. I'm going to do the old school. If you're a mom, if you're a spiritual mom, if you're a grandma, stand on up so we can clap for you. Give it up for our moms. Moms are so important. We love you all. Okay, so we got 10 giveaways, right, Kayla? 10 giveaways. So here we go. All right, get the last ones in. Shake them up, shake them up. Hey, while they're getting the last ones in, I want to remind everyone, small group sign up started today. So you can go online to onlybelieve.church, and you can sign up for a small group. I'm going to tell you right now, the summer ones are only seven weeks long, and they're going to fill up fast, so you better go get... Signed up. All right. I already had some people sign up this morning. We got some good ones happening. All right. Mix them on up. Let's go. First one. Number. Can I read the last three? Last four. Three, four. Eric's assistance back here. <laughs> I feel her. Last four. 7876. 7876. Who is that? 7876. Oh, there we go. Amazon gift card. I like that. Okay, next number 7885. 7885. Oh, right up here? Come on down. Amazon gift card as well, correct? Amazon gift card. Kayla will get it to you. Next number. I'm going to make Kayla run. 7893 7893 Oh, up in the risers too? Kayla's going to get you. That is a Walmart gift card. N- last four numbers is 3484. 348 Right there. That is a Walmart gift card as well. Next one, 7890. 7890. Oh, right back here in the back. Kayla's coming to you. That's a Cato gift card, which is around here. Clothes, right? It's a boutique style. Okay, next four, 3487. Oh, I like it. I heard it. Oh, me. To Miss Roz over here, that's a Kato gift card as well. Next four, seven, eight, six, five. Who's Mimi? Samantha. And girl, that is a TJ Maxx gift card. TJ Maxx. Okay, next four. Three, four, three, nine. Come on down. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. I still like that show. That's a TJ Maxx gift card as well, and I got two more. Correct, Kayla? Two more. And these last two are for a nail salon to get a pedicure done or your nails done. And it's summertime. We all need that. Can I just say that? We all need it. Okay, last four. Seven, eight, three, nine. Seven eight three nine. Right over here. And last seven nine zero five. Seven nine zero five. If no one claims that I get it, right, Eric. Oh bummer. Seven nine zero five. Anybody? Going once? Going twice. Okay, moving on. Let's do another one seven, eight, two, six. Right, perfect. All righty, happy Mother's Day. Pastor Tim, come on up. Deliver the word today.
0: All right. So I just want to start off by saying, with it being Mother's Day, we debated long and hard amongst the staff about who should preach today. And, uh, Clearly, I have the most experience being a mother out of all the people on staff, so I got the vote. Thank you for laughing. I tried that joke out on Salem and Shekinah, just like, here's how I think, and they did not find it humorous at all, and I was like, oh, man, but I knew you'd come through for me. I knew you would, so thank you for that. You're awesome. Um, No, thanks, David. Can I just, just a little insight, sometimes our staff here are the worst people to work with, I just, I don't know if you know that, but it's, it's true, uh, I love them to death, but sometimes like the video said, we love them, but we don't like them all the time, anyways, <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do, I, I thought long and hard about how to do this message today, and I thought the best tactic is probably not to come up here and preach a here's how to be a good mom sermon because I don't know what I'm talking about. So I'm not doing that today. Here's what I wanna do for you ladies. I wanna honor you today by just showing you in the scriptures how much value is placed on motherhood and how motherhood is literally rooted in the very heart of God. That's what I wanna do. I just wanna encourage you today. There's not, a, there's not a go home with a to-do list today. This is just to uplift you and let you know your story is in the word and that who you are as a mother is rooted in the very heart of God, and hopefully that'll encourage all of you today. Now, I do wanna start off though this way. We, uh, we know that obviously today is a day when we get to honor and celebrate mothers, and that's wonderful. But we also know that today can be a day of, of pain, and it can be a day of mourning for some of, our, for some of our ladies in the congregation. And so what I want to do is I want to start by honoring those of you that this day might be a difficult day, or it might have mixed emotions for you. So I want to start off with, with those of you that have experienced the heartbreak of losing a child, either through miscarriage, stillbirth, or some other tragedy. You know, those of us who have never experienced such a loss, there's no way we could possibly understand the pain that you've gone through. But we want you to know that we honor you, like we see that. And although we can't understand the pain, we want you to know that we honor you as well. And and this day is for you with all of its mixed emotions and all of its mixed feelings. We want you to know that we are for you. We love you, and most importantly, your story is in the scriptures. You'll find it in there, and you'll find that God is a God of peace and a God of comfort, and we want you to know that, that that loss is not forgotten in this church, that your children had names, that they were created in the image of God, and they are with God, and that is a good thing, but we know that even though they're with God and we can rejoice in that, that there's still that, that longing to have them with you. And so we honor you and we acknowledge you today. To those mothers who are praying and believing for a child and are still waiting Through the tears and the prayers and the ups and the downs, I want you to know that your desire to bear children and the pain of that desire going unfulfilled has a long history in our holy scriptures. There's plenty of stories in the Bible of women who are in that same position. And while many of those stories have happy endings, those happy endings don't erase the pain of waiting. And so for your desire to bear children and your patience and hope in the waiting, your perseverance and your faith, like we want to honor that today. And so you are honored. Keep up the faith. Keep pressing into the promises that you have in God's word. To those mothers who are navigating life with a special needs child or multiple special needs child, your selflessness and sacrifice goes unknown by so many. And yet you continually just pour yourself out. Like you don't have cheerleaders cheering you on as you go through this struggle. But yet you show up day in and day out for your children. And like children are hard enough, you know. Like they're already hard enough on their own. And for you to continue to push through and to love unconditionally those children with special needs. Like we honor you. We see that. And we just want you to know that we care about you and we love you and we appreciate you and we think you're heroes. Absolute heroes. And to the single mothers who are fighting every day to make ends meet and provide the best care and support for your children. I'm just telling you, I can't imagine being a single parent. I imagine it must be one of the hardest things to do in life. But out of love for your children, you keep showing up and doing whatever is necessary to give them the best life possible. And for that, today, we honor you as well. Motherhood comes in lots of shapes and sizes. And we just we honor it all. We honor it all, whether you're in the waiting, whether you've experienced loss, whether you're going through the struggle right now, whatever it is, we honor you. And I hope that today uh, I can encourage you a little bit with this message. So motherhood is a wonderful and a powerful gift. Mothers have an an absolute profound impact on their children, and that impact echoes throughout Scripture. If you go look up in the Scriptures, you're going to find over and over again that God uses motherhood as a way to describe himself, his character, and I'm going to share one of those with you. I call it God's angry mama bear moment, and and I just think it's fascinating, and I'm, I'm going to share that with you. But we also see it rooted in ministry. The ministry of the church is, is related to his motherhood. And I think that that's a powerful image. And I think it's important that we understand it. Motherhood's echoed from Paul's letter to Timothy in which he recalls the sincere faith of Timothy that was passed on to him from his grandmother and his mother. Like, go moms. Your faith matters. And what you're doing to instill your faith in your children makes a difference in their lives. So don't give up. We know they're stubborn sometimes. Don't give up. The faith that you're passing on is going to make a difference in their life. And then one of my favorite references or a shout out to a mom is found in Romans chapter 16, verse 13. Paul's wrote this letter to the church in Rome, and he ends his letter with some personal greetings. He's just calling some people out. And we get this one, which might be the best call out ever. He greets Rufus, and then he says, and make sure you say hi to Rufus's mother for me as well. Because she was also a mother to me. I just love that. That Rufus' mom was so awesome. Paul doesn't even call her by his name. He calls her mother. And, and she had such an impact in his life. Can I just say that video talked about how some people mother children that aren't their own. Like this woman went out of her way to serve this other man who doesn't belong to her. And yet that service was so powerful in his life that she's forever memor- mem- memorialized. Is that the right word? Memorialized in our scriptures. Like you can go read about Rufus's mom right now. I think that's amazing. I don't know. I mean, I question why she named her kid Rufus, but, but all that aside, moms are awesome. All right, now uh, let's get into this. Let's talk about how motherhood is rooted in the heart of Christ. How many of you moms can recall just off the top of your head one of your angry mama bear moments? Yeah, for those of you that might be unfamiliar with that phrase, generally it looks something like this. A mother feels like her child has been wronged or someone is threatening her child and a switch goes off in the brain that sends them into psycho mode and they'll straight murder anyone that looks at them funny in the goal of defending or rescuing their child, right? Women, I've got really incredible news for you. That is actually rooted in the heart of God himself. That is exactly what God is like. And I want to show it to you. If you'll turn in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 49. Now, full transparency here, we're going to have a little fun in the word of God today. We're going to have a little fun. And I'm going to, I'm going to read it to you so you hear it from the scriptures, but then I'm going to give you my paraphrase version of it because this is how it is in my head. And then we're going to finish today's service with looking at how even if you were raising the son of God himself, it's really not that different than raising any other kid. Jesus was just as much of a, you know, he never sinned, but he he liked to give his parents a hard time. And and I'm sure you moms can relate to this. So in Isaiah 49, we're going to start down at verse 14. But Zion said, Zion meaning meaning Israel, the, the people but Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. So they're lodging a complaint against God. And look at, look at how the Lord responds to this. He said, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. So Israel comes before God and they're like, Hey God now clarification here context Israel like you know they get they get taken away into exile multiple times and And this has happened yet again because of their unfaithfulness. And so they're like, God, you forgot about us. And God's way of getting them to like snap back into reality is to say, hey, think about moms for a second. Can a mom just forget the child she gave birth to? The one that she sustained with life? Can mothers do that? And then God, because he's smart and he knows us, he says, even if it's possible for them to do that, I can't do that. I gave you life. I sustained you. It's like he's, you know, moms, how you're sometimes like, I brought you into this world, kid. You know what I'm saying? This is God's I brought you into this world moment. He's like, you're going to snap at me like, let me just tell you who I, but look at what he does. He keeps going though. He says, see, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. Your children hasten back and those who laid you waste depart from you. It says lift up your eyes and look around all your children gather and come to you as surely as I live declares the lord you will wear them all as ornaments you will put them on like a bride though you were ruined this is where angry mama bear comes out though you were ruined and made desolate in your land laid waste now you will be too small For your people, and those who devoured you will be far away. The children born during your bereavement will yet say in your hearing, This place is too small for us. Give us more space to live in. Then you will say in your heart, Who bore me these? I was bereaved and barren. I was exiled and rejected. Who brought these up? I was left all alone. But these, where have they come from? This is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I will beckon to the nations. I will lift up my banner to the peoples. They will bring your sons in their arms and carry your daughters on their hips. Kings will be your foster fathers and queens, your nursing mothers. They will bow down before you with their faces to the ground. They will lick the dust at your feet. You hear the mom language coming out? Like, I'm gonna make all them people get on. They're gonna lick your feet, kid. You know what I'm talking about? Let me just pause right here. I wanna share a story of my own life. I was, I was playing soccer, I was a younger kid. This is the one like mama bear moment that's like just stuck in my brain. And I hope that all of you have a story like this. I'm playing soccer and this was when I was younger and I was actually kind of good at soccer. And we're playing in the game and in the middle of the game, I don't really remember all the details, but somebody from the other team, whether it was a parent or a coach, was saying really mean things to me or they were trying to encourage the other kids on the other team to hurt me in the game. And all I remember is at some point in the game, My mom stands up, both sides go completely silent, you know, like everybody's like, what is about to happen? She marches across the soccer field, I mean, in the middle of the game, just bolts over there, found whoever it was that was saying whatever they were saying, and they had very loud words with each other, and I'm just on the soccer field going, oh my goodness, (laughs) whose mother is that, you know, like... (laughs) Like what is happening right now? And all I know is whatever was happening stopped happening and my mom walked back over and after the game, I said, Mom, that was really embarrassing. And she said, I really don't care how you felt about it. I'm not letting anybody treat my baby like that. This is what God is doing with Israel right now. He's like, I don't care how you guys feel about it. I'm going to go make this right. And he's encouraging his his people, his chosen nation. He's saying, I'm not going to forget you. He keeps going. Listen to this. (laughs) This is God speaking. It's a rhetorical question. He says, can plunder be taken from warriors? God's like, think of a big, strong warrior. You know, like think, whoever you want to think of, you know, Rambo, whatever. Can plunder, can you go up to Rambo and just take his stuff from him? God's asking this question. He says, or captives be rescued from the fierce? And we would all be like, well, prob- probably not. No, I don't, th- I don't think so. And then God's like, uh, but this is what the Lord says. Yes, captives will be taken from warriors and plunder. In other words, God's saying, I don't care who's got you. I'm getting you back. And when I get you, ain't nobody else going to hurt you anymore. I'm going to rescue my children. I'm not just going to rescue you. When I rescue you, I'm going to make all those people that tried to mess with you serve you. They're going to bring you back. They're going to bless you on the way out. Like God's like, I got you. And I just can't help but think that God was being very intentional when he brought motherhood into the picture. Because I'll tell you what, my dad from the sideline would have just said, son, defend yourself. Get up. get up. Don't be a wussy, you know. Get up there and do not mama, though. Mama said, watch me go fight for you. I don't think it's an accident that the Lord, when he's like, let me show you what I'm about to do, he says, hey, can a mom forget her children, the ones she gave life to, the ones she stained with her very self she sustained? Can they? God's like, I'm not going to forget you people. Church, can I just encourage you? God's not going to forget us. He's not looking past us. His plan is to just continually give life to us just like, just like moms do. We got, God wants us to have the imagery of our mothers in our mind when we think about how God's going to rescue us. I just think that's powerful. Moms rock. Now let me show you what Paul says. In First Thessalonians, if you'd go there. This ain't going to be a super long sermon today, if that's all right. I know many of you have plans to celebrate your mothers and all that stuff, and that's good. And so I'm going to get you out of here. I'm going to try to surprise Children's Church with how quick we get out today. Is that all right? Is everybody good with that? If you need more time for your meal to cook, just let me know, and I'll, I'll drag it out. But There we go. In First Thessalonians chapter 2. Now, Paul, this is a very similar situation. Paul is writing to this church, and this church is kind of like getting on Paul's nerves a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So Paul's going to correct them a little bit. He's going to be like, hey, let me, just, let me just share with you what's up. Let's, let's have a real good picture of reality here. And so in, in, in chapter 2 of 1 Thessalonians, starting in verse 7, uh, it's the second half of verse 7, he says, just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Surely you remember, brothers and sisters, our toil and hardship. We worked night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preached the gospel of God to you. When Paul is reflecting on how he ministered to these churches, he thinks of motherhood. That's how his his mind, when he thinks of what it means to minister to the church of God, to God's people, his mind is captured with motherhood. And I have to ask myself, why? It's probably because he had a great mom. And then as I thought about the words that he used to describe what it was like for him to, to love and serve the church as a mother would, I thought, this sounds actually really familiar. He says that he shared his very life with the church. That sounds like what moms do. I mean, you think about the process of, of, of burying the children in the womb, and I mean, they're like little parasites, you know what I'm saying? Like, everything they're getting is from you. You're, give, you're literally giving them your life. That's incredible. And Paul, when he's talking about, we were willing to give our lives, he says that because he's thinking of motherhood, how mothers do that. And then after they're out of the womb, they still just... They use you, you know what I'm saying? Like they're just using you the whole time. They're not giving anything in return and they're just taking everything. And I mean, we've, we've seen, I mean, I work in a church, obviously we see lots of stories. I mean, we've seen mothers shrivel away to nothing, giving everything for their kids. And I think it's really compelling that Paul didn't say that's what dads do. You know, not that dads don't do this, but when he thought about what it was like to give his very life, his image was a mom. Moms, you rock. He says, he toiled for the church. Tell you what, I've seen my wife toil with my children. I've seen her go. He says that he endured hardship for the church. I've seen my wife do that for my children. He worked hard night and day for the church. That sounds like motherhood. But you know what really gets me is when he says this, he did everything he could so that he wouldn't have to burden anyone else. That's motherhood. That's motherhood. My wife... You know, and I try to be a supportive father. You know what I'm saying? I'm not perfect. None of us are. But I try. And like in the middle of the night when the babies are little, you know, you're like, if they wake up, just wake me up. But she knows those babies don't want me. They want her. And I'm like, you're exhausted. You're tired. Just wake me up. And just over and over and over again, my wife would never, because I'd sleep straight through it. You know what I'm saying? Like doesn't faze me. But she'll wake up and she responds so quickly so that it wouldn't wake me up. And I just, that must have been what Paul's mom was like. When he thinks about this and he says, man, I I do everything for you so that I'm not putting a burden on anyone else. I mean, how many of you mothers, let's just be honest for a second here. How many of you mothers knew you'd have to cook your own Mother's Day meal today? Any of you? That's okay. That's okay. Look, you're right here in scripture. You do it all. You don't want to burden anyone else. I I don't want to dishonor that. I want to say, like, look look at what God is doing in you, that your hearts are that way. You know what I'm saying? I just my kids wake up before seven. I'm not getting out of bed. Go back to sleep, kids. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't care. Well, mommy though gets up at four. There's just something different about moms, and it's so real and tangible that in Scripture itself, God Himself says, "I'm like the mother." Who's going to care for, and Paul himself, when he's reflecting on what it's like to be in ministry, says, yeah, I'm like a mother to you. This is what I do. And then that's the description. And, and in for clarification, Paul actually goes on to say, here's how I was like a father to you, but it wasn't this stuff. He's like, I encouraged you. You know, he's like, I gave you an attaboy. Like, you can do it. You know, it was mom who suffered and toiled and endured hardship and stayed up all day and night to not burden anyone else. And dad's on the sideline going, you got this kid, you know, go for it. I don't know how real that is in your life, but (laughs) mothers are awesome. And I just, if you could do anything today, mom, I hope that you can grab a hold of the fact that who you are as a mother, no matter how embarrassed, you know, your kids might be at moments, it's rooted in the very heart of God. It is the overflow of who God is into your life that makes you the way that you are, that, that has that mama bear, that, that selfless sacrifice consistently for your kids, that willingness to like, deprive yourself so that you can make sure everyone else is doing good and everyone else in the family is okay. That, that literally is the overflow of God's heart, and we just honor that in you. Now let me take you to Jesus and Mary's frustrations with Jesus. If you turn in your Bible to Luke chapter 2, this is the moment I like to refer to as the what were you thinking moment. You know what I'm talking about, moms? When your kids do something, and you just, the only thing you can do is just, what were you thinking? And And then they try to explain it, and you're like, I have no idea what you're trying to say to me right now. How many of you mothers know what that's like? Yeah, don't be ashamed. Mary does too. The mother of Jesus knows what it's like. In Luke chapter two, we're gonna go to verse 41. Just check this story out, I love it. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day, and then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. And when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. And after three days, they found him in the temple court, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed. Here, I love this, by the way. Luke just wants you to know that everyone else was amazed at Jesus. That's not what Mary is like. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? This was not a moment where she walked in and was like, he's the son of God. She walked in angry. Boy, what is wrong with you? I just think that's cool. Says your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. And Jesus is like, why were you searching for me? And at that moment, you because you're my kid, you know, like she's, what do you mean why were we looking for you? And he asked, didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? And look, verse 5, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. And I just, can, I can just think in my brain all the times my mom asked me, like, what were you thinking? I'm trying to explain it. She's like, God in heaven, this boy is dumber than a box of rocks. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just no... So if you've ever had those frustra- frustrating moments with your children, moms, I just want you to know Mary knows what it's like. It wouldn't have been any better with Jesus. And then we get to my other one. This is Mary's did I stutter moment. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you're giving your kids, a- my dad's phrase was, do I need to draw you a picture? But I think more recently it's kind of did I stutter? Like did I, did, did I not, pre-? this is Mary's did I stutter moment. In John chapter 2, if you'd turn there. I told you we were going to just have a little fun today. In John, in John chapter two, we're going to start in verse one. You know this story. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee and Jesus's mother was there and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus's mother said to him, they have no more wine and Jesus and, and I just want to clarify, there's no disrespect in the, in the Greek language. This was not a disrespectful thing. Jesus is like, woman, why, why, why do you involve me? You know? He says, my hour has not yet come. And mama completely ignores Jesus and just looks at the servants, do whatever the boy tells you to. And here's how I just read that in my own brain when I read that. It's, it's mom gave instructions, like, you know, telling your kid, hey, go do the dishes. Okay. But it's, it's Jimmy's turn. And mom is just like, did you mishear me? Did I stutter? You know?" And she doesn't even like, look back at Jesus to clarify. She's like, boy, you know better. And then just looks over there to do whatever the boy tells you to. In other words, Jesus, you don't have a choice right now, bro. I done told you what to do. Go do it. You know what I'm saying? Does that not sound like motherhood? I think it sounds like motherhood. So I just want you to know, moms, whatever you're dealing with with your kids, Mary's right in the fight with you. I'm going to finish on this note. I don't mean to do this, but I just want to be real. Oftentimes in life, and, and many of you know that, you're going to go through very difficult moments with your kids, you're going to go through very painful moments. And when you go through those painful moments, I want you to remember that Mary wasn't spared from those moments. When you see your kids suffering, like when you see them going through hardships and they're being hurt, like Mary experienced all of that too. Why do I say this? I say this because God cares so much about you that He did not spare Himself from the pains that you can experience in this life. Like God is so invested in us and so invested in rescuing us and so invested in letting us know that he knows what it's like to be human, that he would not spare his own son from the suffering and the pain. And Mary had to walk through that with him. Now, I haven't, thankfully, I haven't been through any serious, serious stuff with my kids. We've had a couple of scares, but they ended up not being serious. But that's not the story for all of you. Some of you have gone through some very serious fights. And one good thing that we can pull out of the Gospels is that God loves us so much that he would not allow himself to miss that pain. He walked through it himself. Why? So that he could comfort us when we go through it. So that we could know God knows what it's like when you're crying out to the Lord and you're saying, God, why Why is this happening? This is so painful. I don't know that I can get through this You've got Mary as a witness saying, yeah, I watched it too. I walked with my son all the way to the cross. I watched as he was brutally murdered. I watched him be buried in the grave. And Mary would say, but I also saw my son rise from the dead. And the hope that we have is that, A, God is with you in your suffering, In fact, he's so with you in your suffering that he suffered himself so that he could be there and empathize with you because he actually experienced it. And he's not just there to comfort you and to give you peace. He's also there to let you know resurrection hope waits for you too. And that is the hope because what is the point of pain if there is no resurrection? If all we experience is pain and there's no hope for anything after it, that's a pretty miserable life but that's not what Christians have. Christians have an eternal hope because Mary watched her son die on a cross, be buried, but he rose again And in that resurrection, we all have hope, not just for in this life, that God can heal and he can deliver and he can rescue and he can raise up in this life, but that if the worst happens in this life, we know that there's an eternal hope that we have in Jesus. And so mothers, if you're in the midst of the struggle right now, I want you to know that Jesus is not absent, that he's with you, and he willingly walked through the suffering and the pain and the hardships of this life so that he would know how to comfort you. And how to minister to you. And he offers you the hope of whatever happens in this life. Resurrection life is waiting. And we hold on to that. For those of you who have lost children. Don't give up that hope. You're going to be with them again. Resurrection hope is still alive today. Because Jesus is still alive today. He didn't go back to the grave. He's still there. Those of you in need of a miracle for your children. Keep standing in faith. Because Jesus paid the price for healing to come. Don't give up that faith but know that in the midst of the journey and in the midst of the waiting, Jesus is with you. Isaiah 49, can a mother forget the child that she gave birth to, the one that she nursed at her breast, Can, can a, no, can God forget you, no. God's very near, he's with you and he's gonna see you through, just like Pastor Nicole said earlier, that oil, whatever's in your hand, just keep giving. Because God's grace will continually flow into your life. And we know that there are difficult days, but Jesus will give you everything that you need to walk through every day with your children. He'll do it. He'll be faithful. And so you say, for those of you that maybe have prodigals that have wandered out, how long can we stand in faith? You can stand in faith every day that God gives you grace. And guess what? His grace and his mercies are new every day. He's going to continue to be there for you. So hold on to the hope that we have in Jesus. That's the only reason we can celebrate. That's the only reason we can move on is because we have resurrection hope in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. So mothers, I'm a, I told you I was going to get, anybody need more time for their food to cook? No? Okay. All right, very good. I'm going to pray over you and then I'm going to let you go eat. That's what I'm going to do. Praise God. You're going to tell pastor this was the greatest sermon ever because you got out of here so early. I love it. Um. It'll be good. Father, we just, God, we just thank you so much for mothers. God, we thank you that motherhood is birthed in your heart. God, that everything about our moms, their willingness to lay down their lives, to pour themselves out, Father, to to deny themselves so that they can help their families and their children and be there for them, Father. That selflessness, all of that is rooted in the very heart of who you are, God. And we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for our mothers who care And are there for us. Father, right now we want to pray for every mother in the house and every wannabe mother. God, we just pray that you'd be with them today. Father, they would find joy and peace in knowing, God, that they're rooted firmly in you, that you've engraved them in the palm of your hand, that you give them everything that they need to be successful as mothers, to raise their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, to pray back in the prodigals, to see your healing power come into those that need it, their children that need a touch from heaven, Father. Their faith is enough, God. Because you are enough. Father, for those today that, that God, today is a struggle. That this day is filled with mixed emotions. God, I pray that your peace would just rest on them. God, that, that, that your peace would come. That peace that surpasses all understanding, Father. It doesn't negate, God, the, the pain of, of losing a child. But, Father, your peace can comfort. And so we pray for that. And we pray that, Father, they'd be able to find joy in the hope of resurrection life knowing that their children are with you in heaven. God, I just pray that you would be with every mother today. God, just be with them. God, cause their children to just be perfectly respectful today, you know, to not not frustrate at all, know what were you thinking moments. I just pray that every moment of this day is blessed for them and that they would find joy in you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hug your mom. Hug your grandma. Hug, just hug all the women in the church today. Every woman needs a hug before she leaves today, all right? Every woman gets a hug. High five them. Tell them you love them. Buy them dinner. Whatever. We love you, church. Be blessed. We'll see you Wednesday night.